not like what the scientists are doing. But supporters of Golden Rice say it could help save as many as two million lives a year. Young children and pregnant women can and do die from vitamin A deficiency. Vitamin A is missing from the food of millions of people in the developing world. The deficiency is the leading cause of childhood blindness. It is a public health problem in half of all countries, including many in Africa and Southeast Asia. Patrick Moore is an ecologist and former Greenpeace president. He supports production of golden rice. He says there should not even be debate about the issue while children starve. Mr. Moore left Greenpeace in the 1980s and disagrees with many of its positions. BOA asked Greenpeace to answer Mr. Moore's criticisms of its opposition to golden rice. The group answered in an email. It read, genetically engineered crops consist almost entirely of herbicide-tolerant and insect-resistant crops marketed to developing countries. It said this agricultural model damages human health and hurts farmers and the environment. Large companies do produce some genetically modified crops. They gain legal control of the plant production through patents, but government and donor money is being used to develop golden rice in the Philippines. These groups hope farmers throughout the developing world will someday grow it. They hope it will help solve a problem that many scientists believe is as serious as malaria or tuberculosis. Daniel Ocampo is a Southeast Asia agriculture expert for Greenpeace in Manila. He argues that golden rice is still not ready as a food for humans after 20 years of research. He says it could be more dangerous than its supporters will admit. The International Rice Research Institute in the Philippines has been experimenting with golden rice for nine years. It says it has more work to do before the rice can be eaten by humans. I'm Marcia James. Thanks, Marcia. Now, time for our daily The Making of a Nation program. In 1918, on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, a truce took effect between the Allies and Germany. But not until seven months later was a treaty signed to officially end what was known as the Great War and the War to End All Wars. Today in our series, Shirley Griffith and Larry West continue the story of the peace conference following World War I. American President Woodrow Wilson was one of the chief negotiators at the conference in Paris. Throughout the early months of 1919, he struggled hard for a treaty that would result in peace with justice for all sides. 
Wilson demanded